0: Hey Steve, you ever find yourself in a tense situation where it feels as though you're holding your breath during the whole event?
1: Yeah, I've been on a few bad dates before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. So basically you understand my experience (laughs) while watching the latest Worth A Watch viewing. That's right, Steve and I took a deep dive into the film Underwater.
1: No pun intended. Welcome to Worth A Watch. For years now, Umari and I have been going to $5 Tuesday movies And one day we started to review them you may have heard of some of these movies and others you haven't either way we review them for you do all the background research and tell you if it's worth a watch
0: now it seems like we've never really specified our worth a watch scale so here it is we go through one through four four being the top which is go splurge on this movie make a night of it because it's worth it three view it on a five dollar tuesday Still a fun movie theater experience, but maybe not worth paying the whole ticket price. Two, view the movie on some sort of streaming platform, or maybe it's free on TV. And one, don't bother watching it. Definitely not worth it.
1: I think I gave uh, the last movie we did, Devil All the Time, a zero, which means if you can, have <laughs> that part of your brain surgically removed.
0: That was like word for word what you said about yeah. that movie.
1: <laughs> I'm so traumatized. <laughs>
0: The movie Underwater, the plot follows mechanical engineer Nora, played by Kristen Stewart, who works in an underwater drilling station that has been doing unspecified digs. An earthquake nearly destroys the station, and Nora and a small group of scientists need to navigate through the dark ocean floors in order to seek help. However, one by one, they're being picked off by a mysterious deep sea entity. The film also stars T.J. Miller as Price, Jessica Henwick as Emily, and French actor Vincent Cassel as Captain Kepler. Now, a quick note. T.J. Miller has been accused of sexual assault, which recently came to light in 2017 and 2018. The allegations against him are quite disturbing, so I will not go into detail about it. Miller claims innocent, and there has been no clear conclusion on these allegations. Miller has several other major transgressions against him as well, including calling in a fake bomb threat. And ironically, um, the bomb threat was in Worth-a-Watch's home state. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That particular case is still being processed and was delayed due to the pandemic. But it's important to our listeners that, yes, Steve and I are very much aware of his history and certainly planned on not glossing over it. We know he isn't a great person. So just a quick heads up.
1: Yeah, we don't want to waste more time on them than we have to, but we need to bring it up, obviously.
0: Completely agree. Okay. The film was directed by William Eubank, who doesn't have too many directing credits. He only has one other one called The Signal, which came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. He's mainly known as a cinematographer.
1: Yeah, so uh, we've dealt with movies like this before where it's the guy's, like, first big break or something like that. But mm-hmm. been like a, a writer or something before. Um, I, I can't remember which movie we we dealt with with that that case, but some huh. horror movie. Yeah, probably. I feel like yeah, that's like, about right or something. Maybe yeah. I don't know the Lost <laughs> episode. <laughs>
0: The lost episode for a reason. Like my, my laptop was just like, no, you're not going to have this episode because I hated this movie too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sad about losing that one. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe it's out there somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. All
0: right, so this movie was written by Ryan Duffield and Adam Kozad. They have like the most r- random writing credits that include <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, Netflix's The Babysitter, Insurgent, and The Legend of Tarzan.
1: God, that really is random. Like, I we'll just, put those together? Yeah,
0: it just doesn't match because, like, <laughs> none of these movies. Like, I guess the babysitter, it is horror, but this particular movie is like a different kind of horror.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like a horror comedy, sort of, right? Dark comedy. Oh, wait, um, I don't. I, still I, seen I guess,
0: it. like, yeah, horror comedy. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really find myself like. I guess some scenes were kind of funny. I don't know. I wasn't like laughing out loud. Funny. Maybe yeah. like a chuckle.
1: No, it just seemed like it was. I don't know how to put it, but it wasn't like a very serious oh, no. horror movie. Yeah. Like like this is very serious, obviously.
0: This this was like dark. There was a def like a specific tone that this director and writers were were going for and i feel like this movie accomplished that specific tone like through the whole movie
1: oh absolutely
0: there was no break
1: yeah it's uh, honestly it's the thing i think i like the most about like about the movie just the tone and the music and i guess claustrophobic is a very good word to Mm -hmm. describe it you just kind of feel like you're you're trapped underwater yeah Uh, (laughs) i feel like you're suffocating That, and I felt
0: like there was (laughs) points where I had to remind myself to breathe.
1: Because you were underwater. Yeah. I'm Yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm throwing it in there whenever I can uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make as many like water puns. As oh I can. boy! <laughs> oh man.
0: Kristen Stewart's character starts off the movie with some narration, and I suddenly had like flashback to Twilight. Oh, like it was, it just like hit me in the face really hard. The, the Which, narration. Yeah,
1: I was trying to not think about that either because it's kind of like low hanging fruit on the tree, but oh. you know, like it's just, but it's unavoidable. It's like Kristen Stewart just narrating a movie. It's it, like, yeah, it sounded okay.
0: exactly the same. So like that's how the movie started off, and I was like. <laughs>
1: uh oh i was like are you gonna tell me that charlie doesn't hover <laughs> oh, or whatever no. <laughs> or whatever that line was i had to look at the cast of this i mean tj miller notwithstanding mm. uh, obviously as well but like kristen stewart i don't think either of us is a huge fan so i had to wonder like what is the this casting decision like it's just
0: yeah ah, so she weird. i i feel like i haven't seen a movie with her yet where i'm like whoa like blown away or they've they've shown me different like in devil all the time tom holland like he proved that he's like a very versatile actor because like i was convinced like this dude is obviously from the south even though he's british so yeah what about robert pattinson
1: uh (laughs) well oh my god he
0: convinced me of other things with that movie (laughs) but we digress
1: yeah i just i mean i don't want to go out on a limb but I, i guess just the people who were in twilight just weren't that talented
0: well damn
1: oh Steve so said shots it fired. he said it shots fired i'm oh, sorry and to god yeah you know like the thing is is that it's not like i've just seen twilight and i've been like you know because i mean we're all guilty of that where we see a movie and we don't like an actor in it and we're like you know i fucked that actor like you mentioned because one of the actors uh worked on divergent and that's mm-hmm. like a movie where I, I fucking hated that movie and i'm like Every time I see, like, I, I probably never watch like, Shailene Woodley in another film because I just, I can't fucking stand oh. her in those movies. But I've given Kristen Stewart so many chances at this point where, like, I've seen, like, a bunch of her movies unintentionally or, hmm. like, you hmm. know, I was interested in this. Are she you happened sure? To be in it. I think I've, I've probably seen, like, a half dozen of her movies of her not... Um, not Twilight, but other movies right. since then. Not even like before. I-, I probably even seen a couple movies before she was in Twilight because I know she was like a child actor or whatever. Oh, that's um, right.
0: The Panic Room.
1: Panic Room. And there was like, I think there was a Dennis Quaid one I saw or some shit. I want to say like it was Cold Creek Manor or some shit. I don't know why. It was, it was a shitty movie, but probably saw that. And so I've seen her in a lot of movies and I'm like, you know, it just, she has that same, I don't know. She looks kind of like mildly, maybe mildly surprised and unenthusiastic.
0: There's there's a kind. word that my mom uses because she's not a, a Kristen Stewart fan at all. Like anytime Gosh. there's some type of movie with her in it, she's like, "No, change it." I just nope.
1: She looks like so apathetic, like she just doesn't care. You know, just like, "All right, sign my paycheck. I'm gonna be here." And and she just like <laughs> just has like her mouth open, like she's catching some flies. And you know, it's just. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I listen. I don't. I don't want to like you know hate on her or anything, but I just. I think it just annoys me because um, I have to wonder. We were talking about this before. I have to wonder how good this movie would have been if, like, you have to wonder like different actresses in this role or mm-hmm. any anybody is in this lead, how good you know, how much better of a movie would it have been with anybody else? Yeah, I, T.J. Miller. It, <laughs> I I because even... that's the ultimate nightmare of him just being in the lead role in this and just oh my God. cracking jokes for an hour and a half. Oh God!
0: Honestly, the cast really turned me off to this movie. Right when I originally saw the trailers for it, as soon as I saw Kristen Stewart, T. J. Miller, actually T. J. Miller was definitely like the big one that I was just like, this is a hard no for me.
1: Honestly, I didn't even know who he was. I just remember he was with that. I think he worked on that sausage party movie or something or like the was it the emoji movie i can't remember it was the emoji movie or was it both of them was he involved in both
0: it, probably both honestly oh and he was in deadpool both deadpools he's like deadpool's best friend
1: i'm i don't even remember those movies like i watched them but i don't even remember anything about them so that probably just triggered some marvel people but whatever um <laughs> but yeah no i was watching it i sat down to watch it and like the first like half hour i was like oh this is really cool and then I didn't know who this guy was, so you brought him, him up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is he the annoying one? Because oh, that was, yeah. like, the only way. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he's just, like, you know, it's this very serious movie where a bunch of people are dying. And they're trying to, like, you know, they're crawling over dead bodies to get out of, like, in the first scenes, there's dead bodies and stuff. She has to, like, shut the door in the first two minutes lock people out. Then this asshole just comes in and starts <laughs> cracking shitty jokes. And I'm like, you know... What is the tone here? Yeah, right.
0: It wasn't even like good jokes, like nothing that made yeah. me chuckle. Like I felt like I was stone faced anytime he came on the screen. Oh, it
1: was so crazy. It was like painful and cringy and just. Oh my god! So yes. So cringy and so I remember texting you being like, "What do you think about underwater?" And then I almost nixed this whole review, just like totally killed it. Wow. Because I just he was so annoying. That I wanted to stop watching the movie. Like, I just straight up wanted to. And then, like, I I, stuck with it, obviously.
0: Yeah. I just thought he was, like, a really random pick for this movie. Because, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, as you said, he
0: was in the Emoji movie. He was in Deadpool. He's always, like, the funny guy in all those movies. And then on top of that... Few days prior, before watching this movie, I watch Office Christmas Party. Don't judge me. There was nothing else on TV, <laughs> and he's I'll one judge of you a uh, bit. yeah. A bit. It's it it wasn't it wasn't great, <sighs> but anyways, he was one of the main characters in that movie. And surprise, surprise, he's like the funny, aloof, loser like guy in that wow. movie.
1: He's just really going out of his comfort zone.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. You know, a lot of horror movies have a, uh, like, a comic relief guy to break the tension. And it's almost like... And that can work. Because, like, it's honestly... I think, like, if you have a good character like that, they can be really funny. Because there's a situation where you're not supposed to laugh. Right. So it's very funny. It's like um, my dad would have, like, kind of compared to, like, uh, laughing in church. (laughs) Anything that's, like, remotely funny in church that happens and you're not supposed to laugh is really fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Like, it just becomes funnier because you're not supposed to laugh. And then you're like, oh, shit. So it's kind of like in a horror movie, you're not supposed to find it funny. So when there is a tension breaker, the audience is like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. It can just come across as very funny. And he's just, he's so cringy. He's so painful. I almost stopped watching this. Like he almost made me stop watching the movie. But then I I kept watching because I knew that either it it being a survival horror movie, Mm -hmm. that either he was going to die or somebody else was. And I knew that when that happened, they would have to cut off his jokes because if somebody just bought it and then... He's cracking jokes. And yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> I
0: the only other movie that I can think of where a funny part actually worked where I found myself like laughing out loud at like this really serious moment was the movie with Shia LaBeouf Disturbed I think or Disturbia. Where his Making like speaking
1: of somebody who's dealing with allegations.
0: Oh yeah. Well we won't even get oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. We won't even get into that. But there was a moment where there's like a high tense scene and he has like the funny best friend. And the funny bro- best friend he was able to cut the tension with his humor, but it flowed a lot better. It made sense.
1: That was like a like a YA. hmm Actually that, that kind of harkens back to what it's based on with um with Rear Window right like the serbia oh
0: yeah rear window that's also a good example too where tension is cut with some humor
1: yeah because that, that one lady is really funny she's got a lot of like really good like pun lines and mm-hmm. stuff especially at the end it's like oh you he was going to show us where the body is and stuff and then she goes like i don't want any part of it
0: Heh. probably one of my favorite Heh. lines because
1: she's like oh and she realize <laughs> what she said and uh, Disturbia is based on Rear Window. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Tell it. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, All right, like, well,
0: okay. I guess, like, yeah, the humor makes sense then.
1: So, yeah, like, I remember that, that best friend, he was pretty funny, and there were, like, a lot of few moments like that. But the, it, that even is, like, in that case, it's even, like, a traditional thing because mm-hmm. they're actually playing off of that other character.
0: It's interwoven into the movie. And I felt like they were trying to interweave it in this movie. And it just, it didn't work. Yeah,
1: I was like, why do you, why do you need this?
0: Exactly. Like, there's just like, I I understand it's a stressful situation, but it kind of reminds me of The Mummy where Tom uh, Cruise is trying to be funny and it's just like, it just comes across as like awkward, like, like that serious friend that tries to be funny purposely and it's just, you're uncomfortable, but you don't want to correct them because you don't want you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. I don't know. It's just like a weird situation.
1: Lumar just gave me like so many non-flashbacks oh, no. to that movie. Like I'm just, oh my God, I'm just thinking about that. And that that one guy cracking jokes and he just was not. Yep. Oh God, he's not funny. <laughs> that was a similar conversation where we weren't sure what the tone was in that movie. Mm-hmm. This one, it doesn't because literally it just is so tense. And I get the point of it. They were trying to like maybe alleviate the tension. But I feel like it, it hurts this movie. Like some movies benefit from that we were talking about. Right. And you got to relieve it. You know, it's a catharsis. But in this case, it just...
0: It's like you said. You called it a disruption to the movie. Yeah, and yeah. I completely agree with that. Because it, it just took you out of the story for a second. Because you're like, why the fuck is this guy here? What are you even doing? Yeah, right. I'm supposed to believe you're a scientist? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's not believable at all. No. The fuck? Oh.
0: There, there was a scene where they finally get to this room. And they're putting on like those suits, like the airtight suits. And he puts on music, like this obnoxious oh, I music. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And everyone looked at him and I'm like.
1: It's I... the audience's reaction. Basically. Yeah, that
0: that, that was. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not my favorite part.
0: I think what was kind of interesting was there was no break for the viewer in terms of like having a moment of reprieve because mm. at the very beginning you're like three, four minutes into the movie and then all of a sudden explosion. It happens really fast yeah. and there's no break from that point forward. Like you're in for the ride. There's no turning back. So I at first I was kind of indifferent about like that sudden – like, just bring you in real quick and not explaining anything. I was like, uh, I, I don't know if this is working for me. So, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, we kind of, like, agree to disagree on that one. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, um, it really is a, a a fine line. Because horror movies, I feel like some of them benefit from not having a lot of story to them. And there's certain things where, like, where, where they have, like, especially in this one. We'll, we'll talk about that in the spoilers. In this particular type of genre of horror movies monster movies oh, okay um, uh, yeah so i was just saying that um certain horror movies i feel can benefit from having less story to them um not always there's some times where you need to you need to know the backstory but there's certain ones that can do pretty well with not knowing what the the main antagonist is i don't want to do too many gonna give too many details right now because it'll. in this case is a tremendous spoiler yes um probably this is probably like the biggest spoiler out of any movie that we've we've dealt with (laughs) just to like give examples not even of horror but the, the two that I always think of off the top of my head are like Lost and like Slender Man it was something that was really cool at the beginning and then the more you found out about it the dumber it got like Lost with like they just went into like six or seven seasons of just like here's everything about the island. It just got so uninteresting after a while, and then Slender Man was like the scariest fucking thing until they started going into like all the backstory, and then they came to the, you know, the movie and stuff like that. And like so, those are two examples I think of of just things that were really cool when I didn't know anything about them, and then they just got lame as time went on. I feel like it's a fine line when it comes to backstory and horror movies. So
0: I I guess I just wanted a little bit more more. of a backstory because the backstory is actually really interesting and there's a lot that they could have done with it and dived into. No pun intended. Uh. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like once you figure out what is actually going on, I was like, oh, okay, this is different. This is really cool. I, I can appreciate this. But I wish there was more to it. I wanted more from that. I just because there's a point in the movie where they hint at what it could be. And we discussed this before. We'll discuss this more in the spoilers. And I I just wish they explored that avenue more. It was so fascinating and I'm frustrated that they didn't. Because I got excited when they hinted to what it could be.
1: No, oh, I'm sorry. It's
0: okay. <laughs> I, I've carried on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's a it's a fine line. I can see your point to it too. Um, it's just like, it really just depends on how it's done. Because they could have like dumped a bunch of character story and it had been really terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it character just, <sighs> story. That's something I want to bring up later with you.
1: Okay, that's, yeah. another, that's another situation to talk about.
0: Because I, I guess in the end of the day, it's a matter of are we going to tell a story with character background, like detailed character background, or are we just going to skip that all together, plow through this movie or the story, and not go into specifics? Hmm. Because there was points where they tried to go into the p- specifics, but it wasn't enough because all of a sudden it pulls back, and then they never touch on it ever again and i was like well this is weird i might as well just not know anything about these characters at all because like they got me somewhat invested and then they took it all away Oh. yeah it felt oh. so right.
1: yeah like i said i can i can understand your point it, it's just such a fine line it's like it's like making a perfect like i don't know it's like a recipe you know and- you, if you if you put it in there for more than like Ten minutes or something—it's going to be ruined. It has to be exactly mm-hmm. This amount of time, this amount of seasoning, or you—you you fuck up the whole recipe. So like, uh, you know, I or seen it's underbaked, it, or it's underbaked. So it's like that could be the other side of it. So I, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, you weren't as big of a fan, but we'll go into the. It, we were talking about how we're not a fan of two of the cast members in particular. Again, I was saying how I'm trying to wonder what the movie would have been like without Chris and Stewart and somebody else in that role who I did enjoy, maybe a a really good actor or actress, in that same role. And at least I have to say in this particular case, I feel like even though she's clearly the protagonist in the story, this was almost more of like an ensemble thing where like all these different characters had a lot of screen time to them. And there were other scenes where they didn't focus on Kristen Stewart, where they focused on like Emily, yeah, um, or like like TJ Miller's character for a a couple of segments when he was not cracking jokes, that was good at least. Hmm. But I felt like I would've really, really hated this movie if they didn't have other people to take up more screen time.
0: I personally, I liked Emily's character and her She's dynamic. Good. Like she was really believable. I felt- Very human. Yes, very human. Versus, I, I kind of had a hard time <sighs> believing that some of these people were scientists and engineers. Yeah. Like there was just something about it that just wasn't wholly convincing to me.
1: Oh my God. But,
0: I, uh, but everyone else, I was like, okay, yeah, totally a scientist makes sense.
1: I have a, a really funny example of that actually um, of just he's actually like a really smart guy I know in real life. but I saw a couple of years ago Geostorm
0: mm-hmm. where
1: Gerard Butler is like a climate scientist. Mm. He's got like a PhD from like, you know um, in like microbiology from, like, Harvard or something, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not buying this. Like, (laughs) you know, Gerard Butler predicting, you know, how the weather's going to be and, like, just, like, different kinds of space science and, like, analyzing radio frequencies and stuff. Just all that shit in the movie. I'm like, I I can't buy this. You can't tell me that Gerard Butler is, like, the foremost expert in this movie (laughs) on, like, you know, how the storms are going to break or whatever, like a meteorologist.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what it is with certain actors and actresses that certain occupations that they're trying to bring. To, yeah. Like, you just don't buy it. You just don't buy it. And,
1: and he's a smart guy. He was almost a lawyer. So it's like, he's not like a dumbass, but right. I just, I, I can't buy it. It was just, you know.
0: I, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's like their personalities. Maybe, I I don't know.
1: It, it would just be like a like a wrestler being like a, <laughs> like a doctor, which I'm sure is the case. You know what I mean? Like, it would just sure. throw you off. Like, it doesn't. Doesn't say anything about them based on what their profession is. Like they still be really smart, or like like would you buy like like Schwarzenegger being like you know like in a movie where he cures cancer or something? Like would you mm. buy that?
0: You know, he did play a dutiful father in Jingle All the Way. I true. believe and that. In, in Maggie. Oh, and Maggie. Oh, Maggie! Ooh, that was yeah, pretty, yeah, that was dark.
1: That was a dark movie. Um, fun here's a funny side. So note.
0: I I might actually believe it.
1: You, okay maybe yeah i just want to say like in some of these movies i just don't buy the roles do you remember in expendables like the um the dolph lundgren the dude with the blonde hair like the yeah. really he comes across like a complete idiot mm-hmm. and he's actually in real life he's got a master's in chemical engineering wow but like he he just comes across as like and by by like you know design he's just kind of like this he comes across as like this dumb guy who's just like a like a thug but he's really, like, incredibly smart. It's just, like, this is one of the most mind-blowing things I've yeah. ever oh, now heard. Now
0: I feel bad for judging.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. here's the other side of it. But then you have somebody who plays somebody who's a dumbass. Just kind of, like, he uses very few words and he kind of plays himself to be, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a dork.
0: Well, then maybe this particular guy is, like, a good actor then.
1: Who knows? I'm just saying, like, yeah. <laughs> that's the interesting side of that. Where you have somebody who I can't believe being, in like, a high-tech role, mm-hmm. like a scientist, an engineer... And then you have somebody who is an engineer who just plays like just like a tough guy on TV. And I just thought that was really funny because it's yeah. the reverse of it. But anyway, I get what you mean with this movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess the other good thing, I, I really liked um, the French guys. You call them in your notes. Uh, Vincent well, Cassell. He, he, he's a French he actor. A French that's guy. why. Yeah. yeah. No, Vincent Cassell. I've seen him in other movies. I, I really like him in this. Actually, it's a good choice. Um, he's
0: in La Haine. The what? La Haine. What's that?
1: It's a French film. um i saw him in something else i can't remember what it was but
0: he was oh no lahine okay this movie it's actually really good it was a good movie it was from the 90s it follows three guys from a rough neighborhood in paris as they just kind of wander about paris and talking about like the troubles of their neighborhood and the violence and stuff it's just like such a random movie that he was in like it's really good i think jodie foster for some strange reason was involved with that movie as well Hmm. this random french movie anyway but that's why i know of this actor specifically and he was in black swan
1: oh okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've seen some movies, but I think it's pretty good here. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed a lot of the cast because, again, they took up screen time. I know a lot of people are huge Kristen Stewart fans, but I don't want to hate her too much. But yeah, it's just... Uh, all right. Like, I'll give her a pass for this one. She was okay. Yeah. For I, her.
0: I'm trying to think of the movie that she was in in the early 2000s where she, she's like Joan Jett. I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh, yeah, it was like The Runaways or something. Oh, The Runaways, yeah. yeah. I... Knew this dude that he hated Twilight, but he loved that movie. He's like, "It's gonna change your mind, Lumari, about everything that you thought of of Kristen Stewart. Mm. It's gonna blow you away." But he was kind of drunk when he was telling me this. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it didn't change your mind.
0: I never got a chance to watch it, oh, unfortunately. I
1: mean, I think I saw some scenes I wasn't, like, blown away or anything. I... I like I said, I'm not it was somebody, all right. I'm not somebody where I was, like, looking at, like, one movie, and I was like, wow, that actor sucked. And then I never saw any of their movies ever again. I'm judging them for that one role. Like, I've seen a lot of her movies. Not by design. just Just over the years, by general, by osmosis. And I just... <laughs> I'm not impressed. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe the next movie I see with her in it is going to blow me away or something.
0: I already told you what that next movie is going to be. Oh, God. Yeah. We're talking about that. So I hope your expectations aren't too high.
1: (sighs) I'm really annoyed.
0: Really annoyed about that. I
1: don't know. We'll have to see it. We're going to have to see it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sure. We'll... We'll be
1: reviewing it you be reviewing it uh, in our next podcast. We'll either. definitely have a um, few
0: drinks before reviewing it. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so
1: if you can't understand us, it's not our fault. It's Kristen Stewart's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So should we give it a rating?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. All
0: right. So on our Worth a Watch scale, Steve, what would you give it?
1: Um, I'd give it either a three or a two. Uh, the problem is that it's not in theaters anymore, but if you, you know, I don't know if Somehow, if you were able to see it in a theater that, um, you know, maybe shows movies that have been out already or you have, like, access to a a home theater or something, I don't know, or whatever. Ooh, I know cool. some people have that if they have a little bit of money. <laughs> um, I would recommend that because it's a pretty cool horror movie. But aside from that, I'd give it, like, a two. I'd recommend seeing it on a, you know, streaming service, DVD, whatever. All
0: right. So, I've been back and forth between a one and a two. <laughs> Just because you know how i am about story okay i i guess i'll give it a two now that i have some appreciation for the type of tone that it created and the fact that it was consistent through the whole movie okay all right so that that's why i'll give it a two out of four and then a scale of one through ten what is your score
1: um i'm gonna give it about an eight i'd say (laughs) <laughs> I know you, you were going to disagree on this.
0: Yep, you're not going to like me. I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5.
1: Okay, I mean, I think that's a reasonable score. Um, yeah, it,
0: it. like. I think like a 5 is like it's still watchable, but like don't expect cinematic gold.
1: I wasn't either. I just honestly, my I went into this with like such a low expectation of like, decency. I, I thought it was, I was going to hate it a lot. Mm-hmm. So like my bar was so incredibly low and even if it like just kind of surpassed it a little bit for me that was just like a tremendous just like a fucking meteoric rise and <laughs> oh surpassing my, like, my bar because i was like oh my god like a shitty looking horror movie with kristen stewart and actually um i might as well just mention why i uh, without spoiling it why i'm interested in the movie why i was interested in it because um
0: i was surprised
1: well, honestly it, it was just a it was on a list of this this youtube channel called what culture which is basically like british watch mojo but like it's actually good quality unlike watch mojo i
0: actually follow them on on youtube
1: What? which one what culture yeah they're, they're pretty good yeah um and this is their they have like a bunch of different channels and this one's their horror one and it talks about like um the 10 it was like top 10 most surprising endings or whatever like mm-hmm. most shocking endings or twists or something and so i already knew how the movie not how it ended but i knew what the huge twist was and that actually got me interested in the movie so like it reverse you saw the trailer right i saw what the twist was and i was like okay i have to see what happens to lead into this and then what happens afterward